0: To infinity and beyond. Welcome, listeners, to Rank, the interactive podcast where we rank and rate from lame to great all the things that really matter in this world. This is an episode you have been waiting for. Today, we rank your top 10 Pixar films. Yo, 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 yo Yo, 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 yo. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, that's Kalen Cody. Hi.
1: Hi.
0: I'm really excited for today. Good. (laughs) Are you? Yes. I can't wait. You know who's more excited than us? Let's just jump right into it. Our Rankenstein of the Week needs to be mentioned. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Casey Marie Heck is our Rankenstein of the Week. Now, I know a lot of people are excited for this Pixar episode. People have been asking us to do Pixar ever since our... Baby, baby, number two episode that was Disney Animation Studio Films. And we said, make sure you don't include Pixar because we're going to do that later. So people have been waiting. But Casey has been waiting with bated breath this week. For her ranking, she sent us a word Document. A, she wrote her ranking in Microsoft Word, had a paragraph to two paragraphs for each film, and a picture with it of her, either with the character or in that dressed land up. in Disney World or dressed yep. up. Uh, and she had to email that with an attachment to us. It was like Casey's Pixar list <laughs> dot doc X. So... No one has ever sent us a Microsoft Word document with photos attached.
1: I love it. And if you guys want to start that, if Casey started that trend, I'm into that detailed of a ranking. I will say she crushed it and got us so excited for the episode. But Adri also is a runner up for me for going onto our Facebook and individually attacking everybody that put Wally and then continuing to get into a social media fight with everybody about it. That was Really good stuff. We love the guys. fighting.
0: That type of energy on our posts is exactly what we need. Guys, fight for your opinions. These Obviously. are the things that really matter in this world. I actually, you were here visiting this weekend and you came to youth group with me and I made our students play a live version of Yoda's rank.
1: I and the play, end was but- throw stuff at the people you disagree with. So he- I said Kids, really I, don't care. I don't care if you
0: guys don't have strong opinions. I want you to pretend you do. And I made them stand right. in different boxes. Like, if you like Finding Nemo, stand here. And then I gave them each like a little mini dodgeball and was like, now throw at the movie you throw hate. Throw at the, the thing most.
1: you hate. So the poor like mom in the car's box was getting pelted <laughs> with dodgeballs. That was But really you know fun. what? It spread the word and it got them thinking about some stuff.
0: And I will say this is a, uh, not a spoiler because it's not our list, but when we polled the students, do you remember what Pixar movie came out on top? Incredibles. The Incredibles. It was yes. very interesting to see. I'm not going to give away if that's our list or not. I'm just saying that's what the students ranked as number one. And none of them picked Finding Nemo Not as their even. Favorite. It was an
1: empty square. Cody was screaming at them. I so, was like, this is my favorite. Right. But it is interesting. We're going to get into how that differs and is the same from our list.
0: So a little bit more on this weekend before we get into the ranking. Kaylin and I yes. had what we like to call a work retreat, which is just an excuse for us to visit each other. You might know that she's in Pittsburgh. I'm in Central, like Mechanicsburg, PA. And
1: un, unbeknownst to many of you, we do not record this together <laughs> each week.
0: We so many people who know on- that we live apart are like, oh my gosh, you guys record every week together? I'm like, no.
1: no. Technology. <laughs> have- but we do get together every so often so that I can force Cody to work on some stuff. And We had a lot to do this weekend.
0: Because all of our amazing ideas, when we sat down at the beginning of this whole Yodet's Rank thing, we put a whole whiteboard of ideas out there, and we used up basically all of Most them. Most of them. I mean, top boy bands and girl bands and Broadway musicals and Thanksgiving foods and all these things that we love, these episodes that we've done. We're over 20 now, which is crazy. Yes. Uh, we didn't have any more ideas. <laughs> so we we're no. like, we have to meet up. We have to brainstorm. Well, wouldn't you know, we have Rainstorm an entire new whiteboard full of ideas Kay, do you want to like give them a little hint a little bit a couple of them that we talked about
1: we are going so a lot of like food based ones made it into the list obviously we are going to rank ice cream flavors that is some of the thing that people have been asking us to do i'm
0: very opinionated
1: Uh uh-huh we are going to period end of sentence we are going to go like more topical things so as spring is coming as summer is coming as soup certain like Um, Award shows, allegedly, are coming. Things like that. Events. We are going to be doing some commentary on that. And maybe the
0: most important thing, Kaylin, is we decided at some point we are going to dip our toe into (laughs) the world of sports.
1: Sports. And this is for Brendan Labra, who laughed, who guffawed when he saw this and said... You guys are going to talk about sports, so you're going to be really sorry when we're talking about the ice capades or something in, like, very high detail. We're going to talk about real sports, I think, too, which would include other people, maybe, like, a special guest every so often. We have a lot of ideas for new shows and new segments to round out YDR.
0: But we also still want your opinions. We asked on Instagram what you guys want us to rank. Some people wrote in. Thank you to all of you. Caleb Miller submitted like 100. Love Thank it. you for writing things in. We want to ask you again. If you've got things you definitely want to hear, that helps us decide what our next episodes are going to be. And since we're even dipping into sports, we're not afraid to try some things that we don't know quite as much about. You and right. I will research that week. We'll watch the thing.
1: Yes. I'm not going to like
0: play a sport, but like I'll it. We watch might play it.
1: sports. He might have to suit up and play some sports. We want all of your ideas, even if they're more um, specific ones. Chrisanna, of course, came through with one we are going to do for our Patreon, which is ranking our favorite. Geico commercials, which that, that is just, that's the stuff we want. So, and no idea will we turn away. We might not like use it, but we're welcoming all of them.
0: Along with that, we are possibly dipping our other toe oh. into the land of merchandise. So, Ooh. you may see some things out there in a little bit about wearable Yoda's rank merch. So please be on the lookout for that. If you're on our Patreon, you'll get early access to that. And if you're not on our Patreon yet and you want an extra 20 episodes, go to patreon.com slash rank and sign up. We have a lot of fun over there on that oh, channel, too. Ooh, again, we always say fun. we stop
1: getting polite and start getting start real. Getting over. real. And last time we recorded a couple days ago, we asked, we polled our Patreon people if they want us to fight or be friendlier. And we got... A response that said to fight. fight. So That, that might be the vibe over there. If you're interested in that, join us on our Patreon.
0: All right, we are going to get into our Pixar rankings. Just a little bit of background and kind of like a vibe check on Pixar. All yeah. of you guys know Pixar, okay? Obviously, it's it's the company that does, like, the crazy animation that we had just never seen before. Yep. Like, when Toy Story came out, it was like, what is this? Someone made this with a computer. Right. Um, they were eventually bought up by Disney, and so now it's kind of Disney-Pixar putting all of these movies out. But they started back in 1979 under uh, Lucasfilm, and then they... Out from there as their own thing in 1986. And then I learned something so interesting from reading Bob Iger's book, who was the CEO of Disney.
1: Disney book?
0: I I learned that Steve Jobs was CEO of Pixar. I had no idea, and I don't know why I didn't know that.
1: Right. Well, I guess... At that time when that was happening, like we didn't really when it started, obviously, we didn't really care about Apple or anything either. We were little like that's just a fact that I think we missed and then never thought about again. So that makes sense. And that is why reading is important. You would have never known that until this moment if you didn't read that leadership book about Disney. I thought
0: maybe they were talking about a different Steve Jobs. (laughs) I was like, isn't he
1: Apple? How did he do both? Isn't he busy? Right. But he did.
0: And so they were finally bought um, from Disney in 1996, and that was actually a very torrid affair at one mm. point. Um, and, but eventually, or sorry, 2006, my bad. Um, but I mean, if you're putting $7.4 billion on the table, right. I think you might sell your company.
1: Well, and at that point, I think, obviously, this whole time, and they kind of talk about this in this documentary that I listened to a little bit, watched a little bit of on Netflix, like... Disney was suffering and other 2D animation stuff was suffering once Pixar got off the ground, right? Yep. So dis- to them, Disney is like we have to get this in with us. It's our biggest competition at this point. And so obviously that's not going to be an easy merger when these people at Pixar probably realize like, hey, we're we are doing something that's making Disney nervous. But it all worked out for the best,
0: and nobody had the tech that Pixar has still to this day. Like they are just the leaders in in innovating that kind of animation, and so obviously Disney wanted them. And then you know Disney bought everything, and they own right.
1: all of us. So us, me, something that I'm probably touching right now is <laughs> Disney owned for sure.
0: Great vibes on Pixar. They Love just it. really. I We have opinions on some of these films that are negative, but I will say they don't make a flop. I mean, money wise, that's completely true. Yeah. And in terms of quality, I just don't think they make a flop. Even the movies that we will put in our You Can't Sit With Us at the end, which we do feel passionate about. I still wouldn't say that is like a low quality movie. That's a flop. It right. just I just don't think it's as good as, as their other stuff that they've put out.
1: So what I will say is when we're talking about these movies, like you're saying, the negative stuff is comparing it to other Pixar movies or comparing. But the point is, I would still rather watch most of these than other movies in some case. And if a new Pixar movie is coming out, when I was reading and researching and rewatching some stuff, Pixar really is its own entity of a thing. Like people know what they're looking for. Adults want to see Pixar stuff. Kids like Pixar stuff. So I do think that even if there's something that was kind of a miss, there's probably a bunch of kids that love this movie and it just wasn't for us. But it's in comparison to itself a lot of the time. Like if I don't like something, it's because I like something else from Pixar way more
0: and minus their sequels which you know they they've really uh milked Toy Story for all it's worth like minus those things their their concepts are so original it's so different from other stuff that's happening and I love when people are creative so we love Pixar uh just huge huge fans so let's jump into our list we're gonna do our Aldi roundup 13 12 and 11 because those were the ones that almost made the list they really kind of were fighting for that 10th spot um and so coming in at number 13 we have their second newest film onward now we've said this on the pod before I was more of an onward fan you were more of a soul fan we don't need to compare them it's just that they came out in the same year and they were both totally original so they feel like people are kind of comparing them and onward edged out soul a good bit but soul was number 14 right below it
1: yeah so onward um came out Literally a week before everything shut down, at least in our part of the world, uh, March 6th of 2020. And then Soul came out. Like we're saying, the only thing is they're both the 2021. Soul came out on Christmas Day. Um, But yeah, Onward came out. I had not seen Onward until... The same night that I watched Soul, actually. So I never... For some reason, I just skipped it. I didn't watch it. I mean, for some reason. There was a pandemic. I was a little distracted, I guess. And I didn't have Disney Plus till the summer. So I missed Onward, but you saw it. Did you see it early on?
0: I did, basically, when it first came out. I I try to do that with most Pixar movies. Right. Especially now that they're on Disney Plus, it's easy enough to do it. I loved it the first time I watched it. I didn't think it was, like maybe in the echelon of iconic movies that they have put out yeah but and that was on a first watch but i love the adventure behind it i i love kind of the dungeons and dragons feel i've played that a couple times that's obviously not like my aesthetic but i can get into that kind of thing and i thought like tom holland and chris pratt were so funny as brothers in that and they just like go on this crazy quest and it's really fun so if you haven't seen that if you haven't seen any of these obviously you should be getting disney plus Mm -hmm. you can get it for free like yeah (laughs) basically if you bought anything in the past year disney's like okay you can have you bought a pixie stick we own that so you can have disney plus for free so make sure you watch it coming in at number 12 this was fighting Mm. for a spot in the top 10 and was there for a little bit but just couldn't hang on it is a bug's life now, I
1: love A Bug's Life. A
0: Bug's Life is so good. And for you and I, like, this came out when we were young, young. Like, this is iconic because it was, oh, yeah. besides Toy Story, it was like, this is the first thing, right?
1: This was the one. This was in 1998. So it came out when we were little. I remember, and a lot of these, Um, my dad is obsessed with Disney and Pixar. And so a lot of these have memories of, like, which ones he loved. And he loved A Bug's Life. He loved those little flipping bugs. He loved everything about it. So we loved A Bug's Life in my house, too. I remember it was... Toy Story was crazy to see, but Bugs Life was also crazy to yeah. see. Like that had these crazy outdoor scapes that you had never seen. So I remember like visuals of A Bug's Life. When I was looking back, I was like, oh, that is seared in my brain, even though I have never watched that again as an adult, for sure.
0: The Lucy Mary fact of A Bug's Life. It's not Tell even it. a fact. It's just like the whole thing between A Bug's Life and Ants. And ants. <laughs> like those I thought coming you were going to say
1: that Hayden Penetier was Dot. <laughs> is the other Lucy
0: no, because Mary. I learned that this week. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, what? But yeah, everyone always talks about Bugs Life and Ants. Ants was actually more of a box office success than a Bugs Life was. And so it got overshadowed at the time. But I can't imagine a single person is seeking out the movie ants Ooh, to watch Tell us
1: anymore. if you, someone we have contrarians in our rankings. and sign. They're gonna be like, I love ants, but tell us if that's you. So we've got Onward. We've moved on to A Bug's Life. What is next in our Aldi round? Coming
0: up? in at number 11 was so close to being in the top 10, but I was personally glad it wasn't. Ooh, you
1: were glad.
0: It is Toy Story 2. Now, Toy Story 2 is some people's favorite. But I love Toy Story 2. I think it's uh, an amazing sequel. You don't always get that. Oh, But right. I think 3 was better. Like In my mind, 3 was better, and 2 just bugged me a little bit because of Jessie. Some people love Jessie, and it's her, her whole story. So if you love Jessie, then like obviously you're going to like Toy Story 2. For me, I thought Jessie was a little
1: annoying,
0: And I love Joan
1: Cusack. I love Joan Cusack. (laughs) So that's probably just the difference. I love her. Runaway Bride. Love her. Um, And I liked Jesse. So the thing about Toy Story 2 that I love is that to me, it is just, I can, I almost have that one as more memorable of the pieces. Like I remember that guy eating the Cheetos. I remember the old man the satisfaction of that old man painting over Andy's I mean it was sad but like over his name on the boot like so it looked sad. so I know but it was like he did it so cool to watch him fix him up and everything there are parts of Toy Story 2 that stuck stuck in here better than Toy Story 1 definitely, definitely.
0: and obviously what stuck with us because we were traumatized was we were wh- crying when somebody loved me
1: by the famous everything was beautiful and this was maybe her career ending move Sarah McLachlan because right. all we got from her after that was dog commercials but that was crazy and so today when I was watching the um, documentary one thing that I tuned I was like listening for Toy Story 2 When they were talking about like Lucas I was like bored, bored I don't understand money I don't understand computers when they got into like the movies I tuned in they were fighting with Disney because everybody was like, kids are not going to sit and watch a three-minute ballad about a toy being left. Like, people are going to be screaming in the theater. And they were like, oh, no, no. Kids are going oh, to be boy, did enraptured they. <laughs> by this. And that was right. So then Tom Hanks and, which we'll talk about this later, Tim Allen, when they watched Toy Story 2, they said they were just crying next to each other. And the people were like, oh, this is going to work across the ages. And it does. That's one of the most iconic things of all three of the Toy Story. Four. I think I listened oh, to that right before
0: before I went off to college and just why cried. would you
1: why <laughs> would you and you I packed wanted, up all your toys I Packed <laughs> my <laughs>
0: toys I forgot my Jessie doll I left Darn her it. under the bed
1: you left her that's what she was trying to tell you not to do all right good now, Aldi let's, roundup
0: let's get a great Aldi roundup let's get into our official top 10 now Woo! we'll try to navigate you through this because some of these movies were super close to each other when you only have 23 choices and let's be right. real, like only about 15 uh, to 20 that you're actually gonna right, vote because, for yeah we'll talk
1: about some <laughs> things later that we're not on anyone's radar some
0: of these were so so close that's why we asked you guys to keep voting in because there yeah. are some things that are neck and neck here so coming in at number 10 just ahead of toy story 2 is brrr,
1: ratatouille. ratatouille so ratatouille was in 2007 when you think um pixar there's like Four ish main directors. They kind of switch on and off. So this one was Brad Bird. He did Ratatouille in two thousand and seven. And you and I actually rewatched this one as part of our work retreat this weekend.
0: Absolutely, because I had seen clips, but honestly, I, when I watched it, I was like, I really have not seen this movie. I thought right. I had in the past, but it felt almost brand new to me, minus like the major plot points and some of the scenery. But yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I even put it at number seven before I rewatched it because yeah. I just know that like the storyline's good the setting is super cool mm-hmm. i love all the cooking scenes in the kitchen yep. those are so cool but what was the scene that we did so, not love
1: the the thing about ratatouille and this is what happened 2007 is or was our junior year depending on when this fell like it was probably our junior year my i am notorious my biggest fear in the world is rodents this specifically is rats yep. specifically anything raccoon and under i just hate those kinds of animals I remember watching this movie and having a visceral, like, physical reaction. To the point where I couldn't remember what the specifics were, but I knew something very bad happened. Now I'm 31, and I was like, "We can rewatch this, and I'll be fine." Wrong. Honestly, Cody, and this isn't even one of your biggest fears. When those rats come out of the ceiling, the way they animated those to be all over the house, we were screaming. Truly, we were screaming.
0: I felt just shivers all over my body. It's the first like 20 minutes of the film, and I'm like, I was actually surprised. I will say they got away with that. Because Honestly, you'd think in screenings they would just be like, no, people take that can't out. Watch this. People, people can't are screaming, watch people this. are feeling icky. Like they all just fall out of the ceiling on that light fixture and they <sighs> just. <laughs> they just scuttle, scuttle, scuttle. They're so like, on me right now. Even I thinking about it. it, yeah, we're both like squirming in our seats because we feel it. And then we kept saying, like, when Remy's like walking on his back, like, like on two legs, oh, when and he's just keeping like keeping those cooking, front paws
1: clean. I'm loving oh, that baby love Remy. It. Thank but you, when Remy. When they
0: scurry and Once scuttle, they
1: start scuttling. I don't care for that. So I, this one we have noticed is like one that a lot of people in a generation under us put really high on their list. People right. love Ratatouille, and so I was doing some research today, just thinking, like, what is it about Ratatouille? And the consensus that I came to is that a lot lot of people like that realistic kitchen scene and all the cooking stuff which makes sense because people love cooking shows things like that even though it's a rat and so I read (laughs) if you guys like cooking shows or watch those things obviously you know Thomas Keller the French Laundry in Napa it's like one of the most famous um, restaurants. He has a bunch of offshoot restaurants too but this guy is famous for helping directors and creators create realistic kitchen scenes and so obviously he worked hand in hand with the directors and creators for Ratatouille so he's also done like the chef movie with John Favreau. He's done a lot of different help but his biggest pet peeve is watching kitchen stuff done wrong and unrealistically and so even though it was a cartoon he offered his help to have them research like what really things would look like. So they took over 45 hundred photographs of different foods in different light in a kitchen Whoa. setting so that they could animate it into the movie. And it paid off. Everybody loves it.
0: Do you know what's my biggest pet peeve? You mentioned his. My biggest pet peeve is. A rat is in your the- soup? <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> that's mine. Is oh, okay. The dish ratatouille. I would oh, have zero yuck. interest in eating that dish. It's just I don't want veggies. That. Sliced thin. And my it's a biggest veggie stew.
1: My biggest pet peeve was Linguini, the lead character. We yes. did not take to him very well. Linguini, Remy just outshone him. Remy was just like the star. You know, I wish
0: there was a little bit more to Linguini. I wish <laughs> I got some more of who he was. I, I felt that he was a little bland. But you know how I love the no food critic. The food, love critic. the food his, critic. His he's got this energy that I'm like, yes, sir. You his better. His office own is a coffin,
1: yeah. and his typewriter is a skull. So we are are Killing it with Anton, so I'm glad Ratatouille made the list. I'm sh- I liked watching it. It didn't make me laugh super hard, and it didn't make me cry. It was right in the middle, but I liked watching it.
0: And for those of you that are Ratatouille stands, it was further up on the list, as you know. I input all these things manually, so sometimes mm-hmm. things start to shift around. And Ratatouille was up around the six seven area, yes. and then just kind of fell. The
1: books and they fell. Down. <laughs> they fell no, down okay.
0: all right. Coming in at number nine is a movie that I fell asleep in. Twice, thrice it, almost, it is thrice.
1: almost thrice. Wow, I was gonna say if you don't say it like that. So Wally was 2008, and this is directed by Andrew Stanton. Um, as we were talking about it, obviously, this was a tie-in that Apple's chief design officer at the time helped design Eve, and that's why she looks like an Apple oh, thing. Oh, that like makes a white... complete sense. Right, exactly. Apple also
0: designed the world in which we get obese because we don't move. I mean, <laughs> they literally, life. like, Apple made the movie possible as well, so don't, don't shortchange Apple them there.
1: also is going to make us all into blobs rolling around on scooters. They originally, had said in the, pic- in the animation, they pitched actual, like, blobs of jello as the people and the people were like no like it should be people <laughs> like we have to show it so wally you re-watched it just recently right so that, let yesterday me, yeah
0: let me give you just a little background i fell asleep at it for the first time it was to be fair at a lock-in and okay. so it's like oh, you had been up, awake wait. all night. Ooh, and they put on Wally. i was like, Guys, they must I'm have been tired. trying to get people to sleep because there's right. no talking for so long. So I fell asleep. Then the second time is they played it in college at Relay for Life, which is also an I'm all-night up all event. night event. What
1: are we what are we doing? I'm sleeping. So, so I, don't I even tried remember
0: that. I tried again and I fell asleep. And then this time I was like, I need to watch Wally because I love Adri's energy of hating Wally and telling yeah. everyone on Facebook about it. I'm on it. But I couldn't do that because I I hadn't watched it or watched right. it recently. Like all of it so I tried to watch it one morning like about when I first woke up so I almost fell asleep a third time oh
1: my I did half
0: of it realized I was getting tired and so I saved the second half for the afternoon and I actually really liked it I texted you Kaylin, was like uh-oh yeah. uh-oh what do we do while he's a good movie because that's just one that you and I would love to hate on because it's so different from a normal Pixar vibe it's yeah. not as fun it's not as vibrant and so it's just like, okay, are you being too serious? But it was a good movie. I don't need to rewatch it again right now, but, but I really liked it. it.
1: So I don't like it. I didn't rewatch it, so I might change my mind. It just didn't stick with me at first. I also fell asleep, um, and so it just wouldn't – When I but I argued with Alex Snopko over this because he was – I said, like, I don't like Wally or something, and he was like, I and the world disagree with you or something. <gasps> and I was like, oh, okay. Critically. And then that's true. A lot of people had it on their list. So I think for me, anything post-apocalyptic is so horrific to me that like in this, the year of our times, I don't think I could rewatch Wally and just be like, oh, right, we are ruining everything. Everything is falling apart and feel great about it. But I'm sure it's not as bad as I maybe. It's not as boring as I thought. People really. Like I didn't it. I know I would
0: love Wally the way I loved Wally. Like I, I oh, get he's that he's cutie. endearing, but he was so cute and just it was a very cleverly animated. Like that's the thing that oh, I yeah. thought the whole time because there's not as much talking because it's not quite as plot driven as some of these others. He they build his character by animating him in interesting ways. Yep. I'm like you're just and a hunk of junk. Yes. Yeah, but the sounds and the ways and then Eva too. Like. I was like, oh, she's so cool. I thought she didn't really do much, but she does so much. So I ended up like really rooting for them and loving them. And then also being like, I relate to the Jell-O blobs. blobs.
1: Yay. (laughs) I'm glad Wally made it on because, yes, a lot of people had it on their list.
0: All right. Coming in at number eight, we have a little bit of jump in points here. This is – I already mentioned it earlier, but I think – Personally, the best sequel that Pixar has done, and you guys have it as the highest sequel on this list Brrr, Toy Story 3. Now, this is the one that most people just say, like, this is the one that ripped my heart out because. Yep. That scene at the end when the toys are going down towards the incinerator. It's, it's-
1: incinerator and it's Jesse. Those are the two things, honestly, that you have. Like, Toy Story has hurt us in the following ways. The problem with the incinerator was we were 20. So no. it was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Like, I is- have
0: grown-up emotions now, and Ooh, they are right. more and I'm sad. I'm still crying <laughs> yeah.
1: at this random movie theater in Central PA with my friends from college. So somebody help me. So this was not 2010 Um, Lee Unkrich did this one and this is the speaking to what you just said this is the first sequel ever to be nominated for best picture without its predecessors being nominated wow so Toy Story 3 people loved Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 3 like best
0: with Toy Story 4 Best yes. Picture, not like right. just Best Animated right. Picture. Right. This was nominated. Right. This and another one that's coming up was nominated for... Nominated. Nominated. <laughs> <laughs> Omina- Omina- <Omina-ta>. <laughs> <Omina-ta.
1: laughs>
0: nominated. for Best <laughs> picture i just think that's so impressive That's crazy i really liked what they did with this one i love that when they were like in the preschool or the daycare Mm -hmm. Uh, spanish buzz i think is funny i i just think that they did so many cool things in this one and it wrapped things up so well so here's our stump speech guys why do you keep going money
1: money is why that's obviously why because they could put a fork on screen and some people are gonna watch it still it's it's it was a perfect wrap-up. You're exactly right. It felt like we, our generation especially, we were five years old when it came out. We're 20. It was perfect. It was just like, this is a perfect bow on this story. It made a ton of sense. Andy's going to college. Everything worked beautifully. I would have been, which added to the emotional terrorism of them on this incinerator. We were like, very realistically we could see Woody melt in front of yeah. us. Like, this yeah. could actually I didn't know what happen. they were going to do. What do I know? This could be like, the point is you don't need toys when you're grown up. And then <laughs> I would have called the police like from the theater. But they did it. And then I've never even, to be honest, I've never even seen Toy Story 4. I've seen a little bit of it, but I've been told by every human being it's not worth your time.
0: So you – I agree with you. I I would watch it just because why not watch it? what else
1: am I doing? But
0: it really wasn't memorable and it wasn't that notable. But this is what you're saying. With money, the highest making films – the highest grossing films of Pixar – um, number one is Incredibles two, number right. two, Toy Story four, yep. number three, Toy Story three and number four finding Dory. So which- it's like when you build, which n- those aren't the best movies by any no. stretch. Toy Story three, I think is good, but the other ones aren't even that impressive but you're just building up hype, and I mean, in some cases, over a Pixar, decade long. It's hype. putting
1: in the work. Like no matter what, you're going to pay to see these movies. Adults know that they can take their kids and enjoy it. They're not going to be watching Coco Melon, so they're going to take them to see a <laughs> Pixar movie and love it. Yes, Toy Story three was the first animated movie to ever make over one billion at the box office worldwide. Like that has to just blow people's minds. That we're telling people at Pixar like you'll never this will never work. Like it's not going to be. No matter what, people are going to see these movies. So sequels I guess make sense to them, not as much to us.
0: For sure. Good movie coming in at number 7. We've got a big jump in points here, so we're kind of shifting into a, an upper tier. Uh this was duking it out for the sixth spot. So 7 and 6 were really close the entire time. At number 7, we have Inside Out. Now, Inside Out, you and I have had a lot of discussions this week about Inside Out. Mm-hmm. All be
1: no fighting.
0: No, yeah, not fighting. But <laughs> you love Inside Out. I yep. loved the trailer and was so excited for the premise. And I think... I thought the premise felt a little bit short to what I was hoping for. So then in my head I have like, eh, I don't really like inside out. The reality is I would watch that right now. I would love to yep. watch inside out. I think it's fascinating. I think the characters are good. I love the section where they're, um, like going through the memories, the people mm-hmm. are like cleaning out the memories, <gasps> so I and they put the a gum it's commercial. So
1: in. <laughs> funny! They're, They're like, ah, like, uh, keep presidents. three presidents. <laughs> they said keep three presidents, <laughs> like Washington, it is Lincoln, really, 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 and funny. the
0: one in the bathtub or something. It's just like so funny because I could watch a whole movie about that. Honestly, Like, oh, yeah. why we remember what we remember. They
1: said like piano lessons, cut everything except heart and soul. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so funny. So yeah, we disagree. We don't. I I like this one a lot because um it does talk about some of those abstract things in a way where if i i was thinking it if you're trying to explain these abstract ideas to children this is such a Good way to do that, and a way that to me doesn't feel dumb to kids. Like it's yeah. not making kids feel like this color is this only. They're really trying to make you think about holding two things at once, which is a truth that I love. And that's what this movie is championing, right? Like your personality shifts and how it can come back and things. I really like that idea. I rewatched this one in preparation for this episode. And I was also struck with like the voices in Inside Out, and in a lot of Pixar movies. You have really you have good voices, yeah, yeah. but the voices in Inside Out bring these characters. Amy Poehler as Joy, like I can't you can't ask for anything better. I can see her walking around in this character. Mindy Kaling as Discussed. Phyllis from The Office as Sadness. I was laughing out loud when Amy Pollard like, draws the smallest circle and says, like, Sadness, your job is don't come out of here today. And she's like, yeah. at all? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, but just keep it right here and there. <laughs> Bill Hader as the scared, like, anxious guy. Paula Pell as extra voices in the mom and dad's heads. Love this voice cast. And so I think that really made those characters jump to life. I'm not crazy about the parts in the movie that are in real life like I really like just living with those little characters and staying up in her head and I reference this movie all the time when I'm saying that certain ones of the characters have full control over my panel in my brain at the same time
0: I love what you said about like showing kids how to talk and think through emotions because I think what the real life segments do well is is that they like show a girl who's walking through loss like she wants to be back home where she used to like I feel for Riley in those moments genuinely I'm like oh this is sad if I had moved I would feel this too and so I think you're right like in terms of kids learning about emotions and even just adults who maybe haven't learned like hey happiness is important but sadness is too like i think that's that is a really good lesson to be put out there i also want to give a shout out to the early family who dressed up as the inside out characters did a great job by the way great
1: job she sent us pictures too man she was on it yeah they also had
0: the incredibles too they dressed up like that and i'm gonna assume that she's gonna keep going it just seems like they might keep going
1: i like that trend
0: all right that's inside out and this next movie just barely beat them it is the saddest 10 minutes in movie history up
1: so i don't think i mentioned it for inside out but it works with up they're both pete doctor so he was the director for both of those inside out was in 2015 up was in 2009 i could not have placed when up came out
0: I don't Makes think I could. Sense. I knew it was in college. college. We always talk yeah. about you and I that like college is our what lost happened? years. Like of media, no- this is what happened. There was we didn't no have TV. Channels. Like we had to
1: drag a TV. Picture this, if you will, youth. We dragged a TV with bunny ears yes. into a. What is what is it called now? The noggle a like fish, not it was noggle, a common the fish, space. Bowl, the fish bowl, if you will, to watch Grey's Anatomy on Thursday night. So no, we weren't getting to Up. Like if it came out, I don't know how we were going to. If see we it. didn't
0: drive off that to campus to go to a movie theater, we just didn't even. Which know our freshman what was year, happening. we couldn't.
1: I didn't have a car. What are we going to ask somebody to take us to see Up? I'm out.
0: Yeah, so we definitely missed up, but where I did watch it, this is so weird. I watched this at a lock-in. I
1: don't know what is happening. One, why I mean, am I Pixar. at so lock-ins? Safe, safe to show. They can show True. this. No, nothing's happening. Pixar, in a Pixar. is a youth pastor's why dream, actually. Why are you at so many lock-ins? I would put that on your tombstone. Like lock-in. That seems like no. just such a youth. Thing. Uh,
0: it absolutely is. Except recently, I vowed. If any of my students are listening, they know I vowed to never no have a lock-in. lock-in. They they just know like that is not something we'll ever do. But at an event that. Is supposed to be a sleepover, but wasn't this year. I... Sh- <laughs> Did you no. show a Pixar movie? I thought I showed Coco, but I didn't. I showed Into the Spider Verse. Okay, you basically, okay, okay. you got to show cartoons, so it makes you sense. You got to show cartoons. I watched Up at a lock in. I was a leader, you know, in college. Yeah. And I was like, You're like, like telling crying. kids, get away
1: from me. Yeah. I'm trying to see something. I was like,
0: Can you not like come near me while I'm sobbing about. So obviously, like, the biggest thing about Up is those first 15 minutes when they walk through Carl and Ellie's relationship. It is one of the most beautifully well done scenes. The music is perfectly paired with it. They communicate. Communicate so many things in such a small amount of time, and it's the perfect example of show don't tell, right? Like, they're literally just showing us there's that one moment where there's silhouettes and they're crying in the doctor's office, and you realize, okay, she found out they can't have kids. Yeah, and it's like, how do we know that from literally a half a second clip? But they did it so well, so that goes without saying that that is like beautiful. And if that was a Pixar short. Wow. I mean, it would be number one, but also it'd be really sad too. So
1: it'd be really sad. But this shows what Pixar, I think, does really well, which kind of talks like what we were talking about inside out. Pixar teaches kids hard stuff without it being too much at one time. Now up like does emotionally damage us but I think that that's we were 19 years old like I think for a kid it's very interesting it opens up this idea of loss like they don't have to understand all of that right then but then they understand this guy's whole persona a little bit better they understand that something was lost something was missed and so I love that Pixar always toes the line between being entertaining for adults and having a deeper meaning for adults while being applicable to kids at the same time they do it so well.
0: Yeah, and Bus Buddy wrote on her list that up was I forget where it was on her list, but some somewhat high up.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: And <laughs> she wrote for the first ten minutes and last ten minutes, and that's what you and, and I always talk about. It's like I, guys, wh- what takes place I in dare the middle? You I to don't tell know. Me. I know there's a Squirrel, bird, a dog, a man, Doug. a kid. <laughs>
1: A I don't know what they pack. do.
0: I don't know what they do. And I, because I'm i not sure I, I care. Think,
1: right. Because I think that the point is that's that's a little trick that or a little I don't know if this served them in up to make the beginning that much of a gut punch. You are recovering for like 25 minutes after and you're like this kid. I can't laugh at this kid like I'm crying about something. So up I kind of lose the middle section. We, who, we just told somebody like to explain to us what happens in the middle of up. it justin beachy it
0: was and she was able to and she
1: did it but none of it sticks as much as the beginning and the end but still those beginning in the end people put these this one so so many people like obviously up is one of the most memorable things in the pixar universe that beginning and the balloons are so beautiful beautiful i was gonna say the imagery
0: of the balloons and paradise falls like there's a lot of imagery from up that that really is beautiful so it it truly does deserve its number six spot so we're gonna take a little bit of an intermission to To uh do a mini ranking and one of the reasons we're doing it here is because we're between six and five, but also five through one, I mean to me are are like the the upper echelon of Pixar movies. They were my personal top five, so I'm kinda not Mm -hmm. in the same order, but I'm glad that those five are the movies in there and just points wise, they really soared ahead of everything else. Um so yes, let's do a quick mini ranking. Some people were writing on Facebook and texting us about the Pixar shorts. They're like, do right. we include these? Or maybe, you know, Megan Warren, Nicholas McMichael. They wrote in and just Jen included Snotco, their, right. their yeah. favorites. Mm-hmm. And... I remember some Pixar shorts, but hardly I was like, there's something about a bird. And I was like, there's something about another old bird man in the
1: park. The, the old man in the, the park is man. the one that stuck. And I think for me, I have not seen a ton, a ton of Pixar movies in theaters. So that would make sense to me. Like I, on the other hand, you were talking to me about shorts. I said, you said like, if I said some shorts names, would you know them? And I was like, if you showed me some shorts, I wouldn't know them. <laughs> like I have no at all connection to anything but that old man
0: so here's what we're gonna do for our little game here I went and rewatched all the shorts on Disney plus and mm-hmm. I did remember some of them some of them were new to me and I ranked my personal top five so what I'm gonna Great. do is I'm gonna walk five through one I'm just gonna say the name of the short and then Kaylin, yep. I want you as best you can to give me the synopsis of this short just based off Kay. the name okay be confident I haven't
1: looked any of these up just nope. so everybody knows I just like Caitlin do not
0: even look at a list I don't want you to know their names and I don't the want game you to have is a picture like, I'm
1: just Going with the, the word Like I'm not trying To like use any Cognitive anything To like oh what Would Pixar make this About I'm just saying If I were in charge At yep. Pixar here's Okay what this so goes. here
0: we go This is my number Five this is Kay. called Presto, what's Presto about? Presto,
1: I hate Presto. (laughs) Presto's about a magician, and he likes pesto, and so he is pesto the magician. Um, He thinks he's real funny with some like rabbits and stuff. (gasps) Nobody likes him. He's very like. He's not like a good magician, but he's trying to be. That's his dream. And so he just eats pasta with Remy the rat and tries to practice and be a magician.
0: Okay. The weird thing is you are very spot on <laughs> minus pesto. the pesto. No, that's the only part. The pasta is the only part that's not true. So Presto is obviously about a magician and this magician. It's about a magician and his rabbit. And he there has like this hat that he can reach in and then his arm will come out the other side to like oh. pull out a rabbit. So it's like an Actual magic hat, Um, but the rabbit really wants a carrot, and he won't give the rabbit the carrot. So then the rabbit just like keeps putting the hat like near electrical socket. So when the magician reaches his Mm. hand in, he gets shocked, and then like a piano lands on him, and all these you know a lot of physical humor.
1: Do shorts talk? Do do people talk in shorts or no? Um, Never, almost
0: never. There's sometimes a word or two, but it's almost never. So it's like. Basically, when it's ranking, it's like, do I like the mu- – does the music work with the animation, with the me. stories mm-hmm. or something? So this one is just kind of a fun one. I had never seen it, and I saw it last night. I was like, ha, 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 that's funny. So, okay. okay. Number four. This is called For the Birds. What's Ooh. that about, Kay?
1: This one is a short um, – this is all the descendants of the original Alfred Hitchcock birds movie. They are the great grandparent <laughs> – great grandkid birds of that. They're trying to change the world's opinions on birds, right? So they know that they have a bad rep, especially when they gather. But they have to gather sometimes they're friends, like on a wire or something. <gasps> so they – are taking on to try to be nice birds that swoop down and just give little kisses on cheeks instead of like attack. That's for the birds.
0: Let me stop you because (laughs) literally for the birds is about birds on a wire. (laughs) So that, man, (laughs) you are doing weirdly good at this. It's a bunch of birds who, yes, they're small. They're like kind of cute, but they're a little mean and they all look exactly the same. They still have a little of that (laughs) genetics. They land on a wire and then this big oafy like stork looking bird (gasps) comes nearby and they all start making fun of that bird. Oh, But then that bird lands in the middle of the wire and that drags it down and they want to kick that bird off. So they eventually do. But when they do, they get flung into the air (gasps) because that bird was heavy. So really, he ends up winning. And it's like, hey, you shouldn't make fun of people.
1: Don't make fun of them birds, even though I know who your grandparents were. So I get it. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. Coming in at number three for me, you've already got this one. This is called Jerry's game. So this is the old man. We don't need to even. I know
1: it. We got it. But before he starts his thing as a toy maker, he's playing a lot of game. This was exactly. awesome for us. When we saw that connection, like I remember being like, oh, Lucy Mary all over the place like a loved that. We don't need to even. I know this one, but I'm really glad you put it solidly in the middle. We love to see it.
0: Jerry's Game is really iconic. It's the first time that Pixar animated a human to that degree. Like, that's what Which most people it remember it for. It was in front of A Bug's Life. So way oh, back when. Okay. Right? And Toy Story 1 had humans, but Jerry from Jerry's Game, he's playing chess yep. by himself in a park. Like, Those it's coke coke all about up. his his expression, his face. Yep. And he it was just like, I watched it last night and I was like, this almost could come out right now. Like Love the animation it. was so innovative. All okay. right, coming in at number two, this is Lou. That's all you Lou. get, just Lou.
1: Lou's a plumber. <laughs> like Lou eats his lunch every day in like a bathroom stall by himself because he's a plumber, he's misunderstood. He really likes to... Play music, but he had to follow in his father's footsteps and be a plumber. Little Lou, and so he's just like wanting some friends. And eventually, somebody comes in and he's singing with his earphones, in, like trying to be a musician. And they overhear and they say, "Like Lou, is that you?" And then he skyrocketed to fame, and that's Lou.
0: I really think you should be pitching shorts to Pixar because your ideas are so. I love that. Like, I literally could picture him in my head. Would you do Yeah.
1: So this is the first
0: one that you're very wrong. But yours sounds way more like a Lou than this one. (laughs) So Lou is about... All of the items in a lost and found uh, bin at a playground, and the reason it's Lou is because the L from lost and and then the O U from found are missing on the box. Oh, cute. so that's like Lou, and or maybe this, Lou
1: the janitor collected this, all these things. At the this playground. inanimate
0: objects can turn into like a moving thing, which sounds scary, but is really cool. Animated, it's no, got like cute. a sweatshirt and then two little Love baseballs it. for eyes, and it is taking revenge on a playground bully because the bully Ooh, keeps stealing other kids toys Us. i thought this one was amazing i remembered oh, watching it Lou. even though it's in front of cars 3 oh you watched <laughs> so it. so i definitely didn't fan. watch that in theaters okay
1: you guys heard it here first cody loves cars 3 i can't believe it. all
0: right and then coming in at number one i felt like this one the first time i saw it was just like holy crap that was beautiful awesome so so cool this is piper what's piper about kay
1: Piper is a red-headed girl. <laughs> That's, That's
0: so sure. funny. I was going to say the same thing, even though I know Piper is.
1: is a precocious, red-headed little girl, and she's just kind of not... In the style of Brave. She has braids, obviously. She's running around. She lives maybe like in a village town, I think. She likes to bake bread. I think maybe she is related to the Pied Piper in some way. Again, I just like (laughs) to bring in like some generational tie, some motivation. She's obviously ousted from the community because her great-grandfather used to collect rats with the flute. So Piper is, again, ousted from society, but she's working her way back in.
0: Nice. I love it. I pictured a red-headed girl, too, as soon as I said the word Piper. Yeah. That's very I don't strange. know why. So Piper is about a little sandpiper, like those little Ooh, tiny birds that cutie. go dig up crabs. Yes. It is some of the most beautiful Pixar animation you can get. It came out like two years ago. And so, What's it in front of? Finding Dory. So I did okay. see that in the theater. So I saw yep. Piper on the big screen. It is absolutely beautiful. Piper's scared of the ocean because they oh. she gets hit with a wave and is like tossed around and then learns to like dive into the ocean and can get even more crabs and so it's like just about a little bird but it is so beautifully animated you should go and watch it that one's definitely number one
1: love it okay great i'm glad we talked about the shorts
0: yeah and real quick i have to mention bao because bao is about an asian woman who makes dumplings and so i absolutely love it but then that dumpling becomes her son and then that (laughs) son grows up and she eats the sun dumpling (gasps) that was a really (laughs) jarring one for me in front of what uh, don't remember. Please. It was new. Like oh brand, one no. of the really Incredibles 2 maybe. Um, Luxo Jr. was a short, which is where that little lamp from the beginning of Caught Pixar it. comes from. And then oh, lastly, a lot of people like Lava, which is a short where two volcanoes sing together. And I just need to say I really, really don't. So, Hot
1: take, sorry. baby. Hot take. We're coming in with them. I'm glad we talked about shorts though in general.
0: All right. Let's make it back into our list. This is the upper Woo! echelon, the top five. And these are... I think the really iconic movies of Pixar coming in at number five. It was number one at youth group YDR. Yes, it was. The Incredibles. Now, I have to say, The Incredibles and our number four were like literally points away from each other. And so they can kind of be tied for this five, four spot.
1: This is my top five, too. I just looked at my list. It's just in a different order. Same. (gasps) Ours is very similar. Both of our top fives are the top five. Yeah. No cooking the books. Incredibles was in 2004. This is another Brad Bird one. And so whenever I was watching that documentary, Brad Bird is who brought us Iron Giant. I love the Iron Giant. And so that very much tracks for me. That's another Tone Labra fave. Um, it that feels right. Whenever I heard that, I was like, Yes, the Incredibles. Yeah. So you talked about the thing with the people, but the Incredibles was the first one that the first movie that was released all focusing on humans. And right. so the animators used the real Grey's Anatomy book to learn about how the human body moves and everything. Of course, because Pixar does nothing, if not at hundred percent all yep. the time. So they wanted it to be perfect. Incredibles, I'm gonna make the argument there are. Two completely iconic, top of the tier, best Pixar characters that we've ever ever gotten in our lives, and they are both in this top five. And the first one we find here in I know Edna it.
0: Mode. Edna Mode. Edna. Edna Mod. Mode.
1: Edna <laughs> Mode. When you see that little baby scuttle across with her bob, you are like, oh, I am in. Like I'm like in. It's superheroes. It's fun when Edna has those, and she's like, hello that is it we live for edna mode
0: iconic quote honey
1: where is my super suit
0: that's like a lot of people still quote that i don't even know in what
1: context oh yes that's oh so i love incredibles
0: i do too it was tones number one and then incredibles 2 was his number two and so i think it was cool to see the this mixing of like this was before a ton of the superhero films came out Yes, they
1: predict they did they saw like this is yes absolutely
0: And I think they have this really cool way of, like, introducing all of these really cool characters. Superheroes, just by nature, have so many cool things about them because they have powers, so you can play with that. But they also have the family dynamic of them just sitting around the table trying to eat dinner, which that scene is pretty iconic when they're all just sitting there. Jack-Jack is such a fun character, and just seeing him with the babysitter is just outlandish.
1: All the – I mean, Violet, too. Like, I just – I really love – so this is one that – um. Friends of the show and Cody Berry, Luke Zappa, his daughters. It's so funny to watch what his little baby girls like now and pick like latch onto. now. They are big How to Train Your Dragon fans. They're big certain other. And they loved the Incredibles, certain characters from the Incredibles. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. So many years later, kids are still finding this one and really being drawn to it. It makes perfect sense. This one's awesome.
0: And who is your favorite Incredible of the family?
1: Mm, Violet. Mine too. I love. Violet. I don't even know
0: why. I just love. She her. has the because she's she what's she her, her name from Parks and Rec. Ear. Yeah, she's April. She's, she's April, April before we had
1: April, so we were primed and we were like, "Oh, I love this."
0: A fantastic film could have taken any of these top five spots, and at Youth Group did take the number one spot. But here we have it at number five. All right, coming in at number four, just beating it out. This is the newest movie that we see in our top five. It is. Coco. Now, I was thinking that... Isn't that the newest in
1: our whole top 10?
0: I think so. It's
1: got to be. Yeah, it's 2017.
0: I was thinking that the top four... Was going to be Incredibles and our top three. And Coco came in and like people just had a lot of love for it. I remember going to the theaters and watching it with Christy and Ryan and Chris from Salt and Light. Mm -hmm. And sitting there and just being... We just kind of picked it on a whim. I was like, oh, I think there is something new in Pixar. And I remember just being like, holy mackerel. This is beautiful to look at. It's culturally rich. It's fun. And... It has music, which no other Pixar movie no. really is a musical. This has original music, and I think that's so special.
1: Coco was twenty seventeen, like we said. It's Lee Uncritch again, um, and so I had seen Coco. I had rented it or something with Brian, like right when it came out, and I really, really liked it. And I know people really love it, and so it kind of—I watched it once, and it cemented in my head like I know it's really good. I watched it again last night. And it is truly, like, I enjoyed watching that movie more than so many movies that I have seen recently. The cultural research that you can tell went into this, like, and then I read about it. And, like, all the towns are based on real towns. The real historical Mexican figures. There are words being used that I was hearing, like, that's not real Spanish. Like, what is that? And I looked it up, and it's, like, old Aztec. Like, it makes sense that it would be that Hector is using, like, older kind of, like, Mexican. It is... To a T, and it pays off. It looks beautiful. It looks and sounds like you were saying about the music. They said all, all the animations, the fingers are in the real spots for the guitar chords, which they didn't have to do. But of right. course, Pixar is going to do it. Um, it took six years to make Coco. They started in 2011. Whoa. And so, it. which when you watch it again, it's like, duh this one also has cool voices all hispanic voices obviously so benjamin bratt is ernesto de la cruz and really sings as ernesto de la cruz which when i saw him in miss congeniality i didn't know he could do that too um
0: also didn't know benjamin bratt was hispanic personally (laughs) i mean just because his name is benjamin Bratt, i was like oh i didn't know
1: yep jaime camille who i adore as rogelio from jane's version jane the version is papa and then we found out that one of our favorite like little throwaway side actresses of all time Alana Olbach who's she's in Waiting she's in Legally Blonde she sings The Love Boat in Sister Act 2 is Mama Imelda so I was so happy to look up all of these and there's a bunch of other super famous Mexican people that you would recognize that voiced characters for this it seemed like it was just so fun to be a part of
0: I feel like Dia de los Muertos is such a vibe too. Like I've always oh, loved Halloween those sugar skulls. and yes, so yes. I love like the aesthetic of the sugar skulls and just like how they actually took it and went way just like into the culture behind all of it. I think that was so rich and obviously I cried when yes. Mama okay. Coco in all her wrinkles. First of all, I couldn't believe how they animated her because How they animated she... the back
1: of the grandma's arms. I, I was watching mean... to be like, "Come on, Pixar, like how dare you." You love that scene.
0: When she well, starts singing did. the song, I just started weeping. weeping. I was like, and I pretty much only cry in animated movies, mostly. And this was one that I absolutely did. Beautiful film. And I think there's plenty of people out there who haven't watched it. So oh. run, don't walk to Disney Plus and watch Coco. Do Coco
1: so soon. No, my sister did say that she was going to like spam our social media accounts and uh, call me out as a liar if I didn't clarify. I never cry in things. And I have never cried while watching a Pixar movie. So I did not cry in Coco. I did not cry I did not cry at anything, but I felt it. I feel the emotions. And overall, Coco is one of the more beautiful celebrations of a culture and a people that I've seen. And I would encourage you to watch it asap
0: if there are any pixar execs out there your goal is to make kaylin cry and
1: Ooh.
0: i do have a friend who works at pixar maybe animating. Piper will do it yeah <laughs> hey just gotta throw that out there uh bus buddy's husband robert who i just married the two of them out in san francisco is an animator for pixar and that's yeah, just so cool like literally while i was out there he's just animating 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 i was like
1: so so cool Amazing. All right,
0: coming in at number 3. This was solidly at number 3. 3, 2 and 1 were pretty set. They they yep. points-wise, okay? As they should be. I know, I think it's a good ranking. Coming in at number 3. This is my favorite, but I ranked something else higher. Oh, I ranked it as number 1. This is brrr, Finding Nemo. Now, interestingly enough, Finding Nemo is the fifth highest-grossing Pixar film. It's the first non-sequel up in that ranking which I think is so crazy because I guess I just didn't know it made that much money in comparison to the other things right. but it was a smashing success. I watched this at I've, the movie theater with my entire family. Yep. Yep. I don't even know what occasion but we all went when together.
1: could we have? So this is also the best selling DVD of all time ever. Finding what? Nemo is the best selling DVD of all time. Oh um, which, Believe. Yeah of course. So this made a ton of money. I will say this is my number one. This is my favorite one. You and I um, love Ellen's first special, and this is when Ellen, like this is Ellen, maybe not at the peak of her powers, not the peak because of her the peak
0: of our humor, peak Honestly. of her.
1: When you first heard the whale speak thing, you had never heard anything as funny as that. You really yep. had it. Like I will fight you. Also, it worked. Because I will be, if I'm Grandma Coco, when I'm Grandma Coco, if somebody came by and said, like, P, I'd be like, Sherman 42, 42 Wallaby, Wallaby
0: Way. Way.
1: It Cindy. is locked in there. It is locked that in scene, there. That scene where she's just like, where are you going? P. Sherman, P, Sherman
0: 42 Wallaby Way Sydney? I don't know where you're going. I'm going to P, Sherman 42 Wallaby Way Sydney. It is so The funny. characters
1: in this one. You've got Bruce the Shark. You have Crush. You have these. This one, for some reason, both of us, it just locked in here for us. And we were thrown 13 years old like it could have been uncool for us to like a cartoon but somehow Pixar was like nope teenagers are going to still come in droves with their whole families apparently to watch Finding Nemo
0: I dressed as Darla one Halloween. <laughs> I still think it is in my top three best Halloween costumes ever uh, because I love the scene in the dentist office. All those scenes, I love that those cast characters of characters oh are my so fun gosh. when they're like spinning the wheel and they're like, they're, ah, he, ah, oh, ah, oh, and she's like, it, <laughs> so it's all like... he's only a boy. Like <laughs> it's just so Mount Wanahakalugi Uppapadoo is like just ah. I could just go on forever about this movie.
1: It's so good. I was really glad that other... I didn't know. Pixar, honestly, when we put this up, I was like, this could be a toss up because some of the older ones couldn't... Some of the newer ones, like if you were a kid when like Inside Out and Coke, I don't know, like this, those could have been the ones. I'm glad Nemo got as high as it did because I love it. It might... I think it's, one, it's the one that made the biggest impression for me, for sure.
0: And for me and all of my growing up, whenever someone would ask you like, what's your favorite movie from you know if this came All out when right. we were 13 like from 14 on i would say finding nemo. finding nemo seriously i remember writing it down on little get to know you things and you know then hocus pocus worked its way in there and mean <laughs> yeah, girls and inception so those are like kind of my top 4 right there for That's you top four. but then when Nemo I went to rank, great. when I went to rank my personal ones for this list, for some reason, Nemo was at two and I put another movie ahead of it. And I don't think I should have. I just wanted to watch Your that one more right now. number
1: Yeah, that's my number two. The because one I could saying.
0: quote so much of Nemo right now. I love when she's like, no eating here tonight. No <laughs> eating here tonight. No, no, no eating here tonight. You're on a <laughs> diet. diet. Like writing a character Icon. that has, you know, short term memory loss is just the treasure trove they of jokes. They were genius. Jokes. So I love that this found its way solidly at number three. All right, coming in at number two, and then that should probably clue you into what number one is. Right. This is an iconic movie that started it all. Brr, Toy Story.
1: Toy Story. It came out in 1995. John Lasseter was the director of this one. Um, what is hilarious and appalling no maybe just appalling to you on the tomato meter like rotten tomatoes ranking of all the pixar films toy story comes in at number two guess what number one is
0: oh no i thought toy it's story had a 100 we... percent.
1: it does but well it so it does but over time like this other thing edged it out by by uh decimal do you want to know oh, what that is
0: no i'm so scared
1: toy story 2
0: Okay, I was thinking. One. I was thinking maybe to it was. Which
1: wild. Like, I really like Toy Story two, but I feel like if you're doing that, like Toy Story one, man, that's right. where critically. It you think the
0: critics would at least? I know, but they but both nope. have hundred percent. But which they're is, both up I there mean, exactly. That's crazy. So
1: this was obviously the first fully computer animated full-length film this was the first time that anybody had ever seen something like this um in the documentary they talk about like trying to sell this was crazy to the ideas of like Disney and everything they were just like this is not going to work apparently they made Woody like super rude at the beginning and so in addition to having to sell them on the animation aspect they were like also we hate him so like we don't want to watch it and so they kind of revamped everything and obviously they got the last laugh because it kind of skyrocketed in popularity right away
0: it's just iconic that all the characters are iconic. They built the whole Toy Story Land now in Walt Disney World. When it's you go so there, good. you feel like a little little toy because they made everything else huge, like erasers and crayons and stuff like that. So it's really cool to walk around Toy Story Land. But it's just like they made such an impression on us because all of us played with some sort of toys when we were yep, growing up. It was up.
1: genius. And the then idea was they genius. got
0: us to think that like, wait, what if? Like, what if our toys come to How do to we life? know? It's There's when we no leave. Way.
1: How would we ever know this? Absolutely. Who's your favorite
0: character in Toy Story? Just overall, out of that crew of toys.
1: I my first gut instinct is the dinosaur. Like when Rex, you asked me that, I, I think say. it's my first gut instinct. I also though love Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. They are like a really close second. Yeah. Um, because I, had an but infinity, Rex, I think
0: I had an affinity for Slinky Dog for no reason. I, did I just like something Slinky about Dog Slinky too. Dog I love.
1: Um, is Wheezy in the first one?
0: I love Wheezy. I my, don't know when he comes in, but Wheezy is amazing. I've
1: gotten some, like, vicious burns in my life, like, from my students, right? So the one was that I looked from, quote, that girl off Bob's Burgers. I did not ask which girl. I was <laughs> like, any of those options, I'm not interested That's in. so funny. But one time I laughed really hard, and they said, like, okay, Wheezy, like, so quiet down, <laughs> and they were referencing this character. So I don't like Wheezy because it gives me some bad... Vibes, but we always laughed. We were laughing the other day about we both said we can never keep straight who voices Buzz and who voices Woody. Right. I know it's Tim Allen and I know it's Tom Hanks, but when I really look at them off, I don't know if I think it should be flipped or like what it is, but I just cannot keep that straight in my head.
0: I think in my head, I think it should be flipped and I don't know why. Like, what is it right now? Wait, Tom Hanks right now. is Woody, 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 and Tim, Tim Allen, Allen is, is Buzz. Buzz.
1: Both of them also at the peak of their powers. And they signed on to do this. Like, those two were very, very famous in 1995. Yep. A fun fact about the toys. Barbie, Mattel, did not want to be involved because they thought Bo Peep was supposed to be Barbie. But ba- Mattel said that they weren't allowed to use their stuff in the first one because they thought it was going to be such a flop. And then they came crawling back for oh Toy Story 2. Gosh. And that's where you get Barbie and Ken because they Mattel finally released the rights that they could animate them.
0: That's fascinating. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. So, Toy Story was, I think, at number four on my list, and the only reason what? it wasn't higher oh, yeah, number three. From I me. mean, one, two, and three are amazing, so it's just really hard. The only reason it wasn't higher was because my. I don't love Buzz and Woody as the dynamic duo. I like them enough, right. but in terms of likability, I mean, Woody really isn't that likable. Like, he's Especially kind of in the mud. Especially yeah. in the first
1: one. Especially in the first one. Yeah. He's so
0: jealous, and he goes through such a character arc, so you end up liking him, and Buzz right. is fun, but I like the ensemble characters so much more, and I think in the other films that I put above it, I like the main characters so much that, for some reason, that's, that's why it was a little low, but this movie is iconic. It set everything into motion and so you cannot deny the respect that toy story deserves except those of you who put the sequels before it on your I don't list? understand
1: what you're what you're getting at. That's... I can't believe we didn't rec- we didn't also like reference those little alien guys. I love the alien guys. I love them. Pizza love planet. Them.
0: Why is there not real pizza planets popping up everywhere? It, like they honestly should be around that here should, for us. that's a
1: marketing miss. Disney, oh, don't you worry. That's somewhere in Disney's like world. I I, know, I
0: think there is one in That some, like one of some the things
1: parts. that like didn't go off the ground that Disney was originally going to sell Ratatouille wine and then they thought too many underage people would drink. <laughs> so maybe pizza planet like was it a bad idea somehow or they got sued by pizza hut or something
0: all right and that brings us to our number one i think you'll be able to guess what it is no it's not cars three no it's cars two it's not good dinosaur <laughs> It's brave. (laughs) It is. (laughs) (laughs) Monsters, Inc. Duh. Y'all, I wasn't sure how this one through five would really shake out, but Monsters, Inc. was pretty far above all of the other things. So you can't argue with it when we have the number of people voting that we do. That is the number one of our list, whether you put it there or not. It is such a great film just all around. And this is another one that I cried in.
1: Monsters Inc. is two thousand one. It's also Pete Doctor. Right now, gun to your head, who are the two voices of the two people?
0: Oh my gosh. Uh Billy Crystal uh-huh. and John Goodman.
1: <laughs> there you go. It's another situation where I like know them so much as just the cartoons that I forget there's people behind them. Yep. But Billy Crystal is I think Billy Crystal is so funny. I love the movie City Slickers. That's like a one that my family watched a lot when I was growing up, and I really hooked into him. So when he was... I love him. This brings us the second most important person in the Pixar universe, who is Roz. I Raz and Edna Mode, for me, could go on a tour. Uh, Randall is a close... I love Randall from Monsters, Inc. too, because I love calling people Randall. Like, so many people embody a Randall. Yeah. But Roz is... Forever, you—if you don't say Mike, Mike without, without all the time, then you I don't know you. Filed your paperwork get behind me. I love Monsters Inc.
0: I absolutely do too. And this is the movie that did take my number one spot when yeah. we were ranking. I want to rewatch it right now. I cried at the end—not the very, very end—but I cried at the end when we thought like we wouldn't see Boo again, like Boo wouldn't get to see the monsters again. Okay, we're sad. I wasn't ready to cry like I didn't right. think I would be and I was a teenager you know and so like teens don't really think crying is that cool I um, were like
1: 11 you were young like you were just like yeah you were just like maybe your inside out characters inside were like sadness was taking over there for you
0: I love the colors of this film I love that of they can go as do. vibrant and crazy and interesting as they want the design of all the characters like even the monsters you just pass by real quick who are going in and out of doors I think they're so unique I used to like draw like monsters and Pokemon type things in a sketchbook I can't draw at all but as a kid I would just try to invent things like that and draw them and so to see all these monsters come to life and then you just have like insane humor paired with it I thought this was just like a smash hit hit it out of the park
1: so, obviously, um, you we were talking about how Pixar is so perfectionist, like crazy about everything. There are 2.3 million hairs on Sully. What? And each one needed animated. So, it took approximately 12 hours per frame to animate this character of Sully. Is that... Can you think of anything crazier honestly like there was a fact okay go with me on this Uh, annoyingly to bring it back to ratatouille again but it kind of fits here too there was a fact i kept coming upon that was like that really got my it blew my mind which was like to save time (laughs) in ratatouille they don't animate any (laughs) any of the people's toes now (gasps) Listen, here's my question. They're all wearing
0: shoes, The entire time.
1: So am I to believe that Pixar animates like a full body and then clothes it? That cannot be true. But why are they saying this about this? The point being, Pixar does not leave any like T uncrossed or I not dotted. They are so detail oriented. And to think of the time that it took to put into Sully. But that's why they feel so real to us.
0: I constantly quote <laughs> put that thing back where it came from. Marcel so help, so help, so help me, help <laughs> me. It's like we're working on it, we're workshopping it. Like that I will sing regularly. Absolutely love it.
1: It's so good. I will say it gets into that a little bit of that feeling of an act two of a musical thing where they go to the abominable snowman. Like that part's always a little fuzzy for me of like, what's happening? Should we come back to like where we're comfortable? Obviously, I think this is him. That's voiced by John Ratzenberger, who has a voice in every single one of the 23. And he will just continue. He's like the guy that's in every Pixar movie. And so that was his character in that one.
0: How do I get that job? Like, give me that.
1: Right, but I guess you have to be on cheers, guys. Um, I can try I out a couple <laughs> things like <gasps> I could do a voice like this, Ooh. or
0: I could do a voice like, the okay, I don't like any of them. that would get People me in cars. Different. That second one, <laughs> that <laughs> like,
1: one, you have cars. a spot in cars.
0: So we love Monsters, Inc. Not much more to say about it. Uh, you've almost certainly seen it because so many of you put it on your list. That's how it got to number one. If you haven't seen any of these, you really need to go and do a little marathon. It's quarantine. Yes. What else are you doing? Uh, as I told you before, if you bought a slushy ever, Disney Plus is free. So yes. Go walk-in if you have it. to. Right. We need to go into our Rob Goddesses and You Can't yep. Sit With Us, specifically the second one because that's important for this podcast. Our Rob
1: Goddesses are kind of Boring, right? Yeah.
0: So my Rob Goddess is a Bug's Life. I really yep. thought it would get into the top ten. It's not the best movie ever, and you can see from the amount of people who put it eight, nine, and ten, it was very bottom of the list heavy. I think people wanted to kind of throw it a nod, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. I kind of liked that movie. Yeah. So it's not amazing, but I really wanted it in the top ten. I wanted it to be in front of Toy Story two, in front of Wall-E, things like that, just personally. And I think it was iconic for the time.
1: Yes. Uh, My Robert Goddess is Soul. Please don't yell at me. But I just watched Soul. Um, I really, I really clicked in with this one. I think after a year of, like, being stuck in my house and thinking, like, what, I really started slowing down this year. And the whole theme and message of, like, that scene where she's talking about, like, this is it. This is what it means. Just walking outside and feeling the air and looking around. I did love that. I... That resonated so much. My whole family watched it and we were like, oh, that is perfect for this year. They obviously could not have known that, but just to zero in on like, it's not what you do that makes you happy. It's being mindful of your surroundings and finding your passion through, like, your relationships and stuff. I really liked what soul made me think about. So that is my robbed goddess.
0: Love it. All right. Let's do our You Can't Sit With Us. Okay, we got it. Okay. Do them. We can't do them. Stay on for too long because no, we'll, it's quick. we'll get some. Um, we'll be given a lot of hater aid and we'll probably get some in return. I
1: don't know that we possibly could. <laughs> Let okay.
0: me hear yours first. I know.
1: Cars. Yeah. I hate. Cars. If I ever ran into, honestly, I think about the people I would physically harm if I saw, and Larry the Cable Guy <laughs> is so high on that list. meter Like, guys, there are so many questions about cars that I don't want to know the answers for. Why are there handles on the doors? Why are there stuff? Like, what are we doing here? I... <laughs> Don't get it. I feel like if I, I, you know, what I would like it if I were a three-year-old boy. I would love cars. I would would, love Lightning
0: McQueen. My my nephew, who's three, is loves Lightning McQueen.
1: But I can't stand it. I cannot believe they kept they kept making it. When I was researching it, it said they make so much money off of cars merchandise, so they're never going to stop. There's going to be Cars 67. If you're a parent,
0: if you're a parent of boys, can you write into us how much money you estimate you have spent on cars merchandise? You're the one billion. (laughs) Sure.
1: What is yeah. more you can't say with us?
0: I mean, Cars is definitely there for me. I'm mostly mad that they made two more. If it was just yeah, Cars, just one I could be and like, can forget about okay, maybe that's like right. a good dinosaur. It's whatever. a good dinosaur. Like, I
1: forget it even happened.
0: I'm mad that they made three. Actually mad. three. What I'm more mad about is brave now i love a story about female empowerment i love a crazy curly haired person i love red hair i think the details are here i think the premise was cool that she was fighting for her own hand and not just having a man marry her i think the whole thing was cool and then i went and watched the movie and was like why is there a bear mom and because (laughs) of that and because the (laughs) bear mom is in 80% 80% of the movie and that wasn't the trailer at all I was so mad I was like this just doesn't work guys I was
1: so mad um, this was like this has such a bad memory in my brain because it was like day five of Brian and my like honeymoon cruise and they were like we're watching a movie cool over the ocean on this projector right after dinner the stars will be out and we were like yay so excited and it was brave and I remember being like let's go watch brave I guess it was no bueno
0: it made it to number 15 on our list but i will tell you that nobody ranked it first or second so that's Uh telling something if no one out of all the people that ranked thought it was the best then i get to say it's the worst it
1: is the worst
0: overall we love pixar can't hate on it because they will have more money than us forever and always Thank you for listening to our take on your take. Remember, the only way to make this list your version of correct is to vote. So follow us on Facebook and Instagram and vote when the poll comes out. Next week, we're tackling our first topic of our new brainstorm, which is top 10 game shows.
1: Can't wait for that. Thank you guys for joining. We'll see you later. Bye.